Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. Today, we're talking about one of my all-time favorite topics, full moon energy. And if you clicked on this, then I'd be willing to bet you are also pretty obsessed with the full moon. So my relationship with the moon goes back a couple of years to my spiritual awakening. And if you listened to the very first episode of this podcast, you probably already know that. But During January of 2019, when I was just getting into crystals and meditation and journaling, I saw this beautiful full moon in Austin, Texas, and just felt so grounded, so held, and it has completely inspired me to follow the moon's phases ever since. So this week, we have a full moon. It is happening on June 24th, but don't worry if you are busy that night or if it's cloudy and you can't see the full moon. Full moon energy lasts for a few days before the full moon and for at least one day afterwards. I like to say you have at least three, maybe four nights to do a full moon ritual and still soak up all the full moon energy. Now, this full moon is also known as the Mead Moon, and that's according to the book Moon Spells by Diane Alquist. Dyad Moon is another uncommon name for this moon, and of course, it's happening in Gemini, so it is the Gemini Moon as well. And Diane says it honors twins, the sacred marriage of God and goddess, and bringing two into one. Pretty cool. So why are we so obsessed with the full moon? I have heard for years and years and years these myths around the moon, and I'm sure you have heard them as well. Things like more babies are born on the full moon, more violent acts happen on the full moon, more police calls, more medical emergencies, uh, mental health issues, more weird animal behavior, and even things like problems sleeping. And so I looked up some scientific research on these things because scientists have been looking into the effects of the full moon for decades and decades. And apparently the only thing they really can prove is that yes, when the full moon is in the sky, it does impact your sleep a little. And that kind of makes perfect sense to me. I have a window right by my bed. When the full moon is up, it never fails. I will wake up between two and three in the morning when it is shining right into my window. And it's kind of just Like back in the day when we were hunter-gatherers with no electricity, the moon would have woken us up because it was so bright. So I thought that was pretty cool. But of course, there are other reasons I believe the moon impacts us. And I think the biggest one for me is the fact that the moon impacts the tides and we are made of 70% water. So to me, it kind of makes sense that it will ebb and flow our emotions. It'll make us feel a little bit more wired, more emotional just a little bit more frazzled, I guess, as well. And the book Lunar Alchemy by Shaheen Miro actually talks exactly about this. He writes that the full moon is when the gravitational pull of the moon is at its greatest. It stirs the tides. It rouses the psyche and draws out power. He says you can feel anxious, emotional, raw, supercharged, bouncy. Yeah, Considered one of the most powerful phases in many cultures, it is also when the power of the witch is at its greatest. And so those witches that I do know, many of them will do spells on the full moon, 
rituals, things like that, because of the fact that the power is so intense. So let's talk a little bit about what makes a full moon happen. I thought this was pretty cool. I had to kind of think back into my science teachings as a kid. And so a full moon occurs when Earth is between the sun and the moon. So the sun is illuminating the face of the moon and we can see it at its fullness. Opposite to that is the new moon and that is when the moon is between the earth and the sun. So its illuminated face is facing away from us and we just can see that like tiny outline of the moon. Supermoons, which are so freaking cool, Those happen when the moon is closest to us in its orbit and the sun is illuminating the moon's face and so the moon just looks massive. Other cool things with the moon, if there are two full moons in one month, the second one is known as a blue moon and we've had a few of those recently. And also in May, we had this happen, a full moon with a full lunar eclipse and the moon appeared red. I don't know if you guys remember seeing that, but it was so freaking cool. So let's talk a little bit now about the rituals I like to do with the full moon. A couple of them are super easy and self-explanatory, and then one I'll walk you through. So the first thing I like to do when there's a full moon is first check the weather report to make sure it's not going to be raining. Then I gather all my crystals and I will set them out in the moonlight. Now, if it is going to be raining, then I will keep a couple inside selenite specifically because it can't get wet. But I will set those out there and try my best to remember to get them before the sun comes up. Usually I forget, but I still think that that's fine. Some people will say it kind of ruins the moon energy if the sun hits it afterwards, but I'm not that strict when it comes to charging my crystals. And that is really just because the moon has a very cleansing energy. And so any of that negative vibe that the crystal picks up throughout the month, the moon is thought to cleanse those crystals and bring them back kind of to their homeostasis. The other thing I love to do with the full moon is make moon water. So I will take some mason jars, fill them up with water, close the lid, and then put them outside so that they can charge in the full moon. And then throughout the month, I will drink those in the morning when I do my morning practices or add them to a bath. It's just basically positively charged water that makes me feel happier when I drink it. Um, Some folks think that it has, you know, big healing properties. I just feel like it's one other reason for me to drink water, which I know I need to do, and makes it feel a little bit more special. The next thing I like to do when the full moon is in the sky is create gratitude lists. And usually I'll do this in the morning of a full moon during my morning practice. I like to think back on the last month and write down everything I'm grateful for, everything that has transpired, all of the things that have come to me, and really give thanks for every good thing that's happened in my life. To me, it makes perfect sense to do this during a full moon because I kind of feel like it's when everything comes to fruition, the moon is at its fullest, and so it makes perfect sense that you would be giving gratitude for all of the good that's happening in your life. Now, there are a lot of people who also use the full moon for manifestation and to call things into their life. I personally don't do that during a full moon. I do those rituals in the new moon and I fully plan on doing an episode about my new moon rituals in the coming weeks. So we'll talk about that then. My final ritual I like to do on the full moon is the one that takes the longest. 
All those other rituals I mentioned, charging crystals, making moon water, giving gratitude, those take five minutes or less. The full moon ritual that I do at nighttime, either by myself or with my husband or with a friend, is a release and burn ritual. So it's a fire ritual. You need a couple of things if you want to do this as well. Super simple. But to me, it really goes along with the fact that the full moon is good for releasing, letting go, cutting ties, because it's going to be getting smaller from here on out, right? So everything that you have just been holding inside when you release on a full moon feels to me energetically like it washes away. It is dissipating naturally as the full moon goes into its smaller phases, as it becomes the new moon, and then it grows back into full. So I love to use the full moon for purging, for stepping out of old patterns, and for feeling like all the shit that I've been just collecting in my energetic field can be washed away. So let's talk about my full moon fire ritual. You're going to need a pencil or a pen paper, match or a lighter, and a fireproof bowl of some sort. You could also get like a bowl of water because you're going to basically light the paper on fire and you want to make sure you're not going to light anything important on fire. I definitely suggest you do this under the full moon. Of course, if you can't do that, you could sit inside with the full moon on you or you can even do this during the daytime. But for me, it just feels so much more powerful when you are sitting under the full moon. So the first thing I like to do after I gather all my materials is go outside and sit on the earth. I look up at the moon, opening up my heart space with my arms spread wide, taking a deep breath into my belly, and I imagine the moon's light filling and flowing through my body from my head all the way to my toes, like it's just washing over me. And then I will say either a prayer or an affirmation, an intention that goes something like this. May the full moon energy support me in letting go of what no longer serves me and my highest good. I make room for what's to come, and I trust that I am held and protected, and all that is happening is for the good of all. Next, I'll take my paper and ask, what am I releasing? What areas of my life has the moon's light illuminated, showing me what I'm ready to let go of? And I'll take a while and journal those things out, and then I will write sort of the top things I'm ready to release. And recently for me, what I have been trying to release is issues around body image, holding on to my PCOS diagnosis, and I'll tell you a wild thing that happened in the full moon in May. I had written down basically that I wanted to release, you know, feeling bad about my body, feeling like I had dis-ease in my body, and feeling this pressure to look a certain way. And it was a windy night, so when I went to do this next step, which is to light that paper on fire, it would not light. It took forever to light. I had to like move to a couple different places in my backyard, almost had to go inside to actually get the damn thing to light. When it finally did light, the paper burned slower than I have ever seen paper burn. It was like millimeters burning so slowly. And I'm like, damn, if this isn't some like energetic message that this was so tough for me to release, I don't know what is. It was so weird. Even my husband who was doing his own ritual was like, that's weird. It took so long. I wish I'd filmed it because this shit was wild. 
So yes, after you write down what you want to release, you burn the paper, you let it burn to ashes either by putting it in the fireproof bowl or kind of holding it over the water and letting it burn as safely as possible. As it does, you want to concentrate on what you're releasing and let the healing power of the moon just replenish you as you clear away all that is no longer serving you. And you can also repeat words like, I release, then say whatever you're releasing, for myself and the highest good of all. And so after your paper is finished burning, you can say something like, you know, this or something better, so shall it be, and just close out your full moon ritual, letting that paper burn, go to ashes, and just basking in the glow of the moonlight. So yeah, those are my full moon rituals. I really try to do those every single month. Sometimes, of course, I forget or it's stormy. And so I really encourage you this week as we get closer to the full moon on June 24th to take part in some of these rituals, to let go of what you're holding on to and let the healing power of the moon cleanse you of all of your past self-limiting beliefs the things that hold trauma in your body, and just the things that you are ready to eradicate from your life. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Light Within. If you do some of these moon rituals, please let me know on Instagram at Leslie Draffin or at The Light Within Podcast. You can also email me at thelightwithinpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support this podcast, please consider downloading it, giving it a review, rating it, sharing it with someone you love. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there is no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.